Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Doctrine Matters Podcast. And today, I want to talk about something that many people are probably not talking about. And it's something that I've been dealing with over the past couple of months, and uh, it, it really is going to affect my church in a way, but I believe it's going to be in a good way. And I want to talk to you about it today and see kind of what you think. And I'd be glad glad to to hear your thoughts about this and that is always can be sent at doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. But I do, I uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, many of you know that listen to the podcast that I am, uh, would be considered a Reformed Baptist. So I'm Reformed in my soteriology. I believe that God has sovereignly chosen those that would be saved before the foundations of the world as I read and study Scripture, uh, along with some other things that would, uh, the perseverance of the saints, uh, uh, the whole five points uh, thing, but there's so much more to reform theology than this, though, just those things. But I want to start out by telling you my thought process about reform theology and the church. And then I want to tell you a story, personal story, that happened to me and our church. Uh, I have mentioned parts of it before, but I'm going to kind of tell a little more that's happened and where we got to where we are. And, and then I want to kind of unpack kind of why I want to change a few things. So first of all, uh, again, like I said, I'm Reformed Baptist, and I have no problem declaring that. If if one were to press me and say, well, are you Reformed in your theology? I would say, well, yes, but uh, my ultimate answer would be that I tend to be biblical in my theology. So, uh, And it's just by studying and reading God's Word and what He has for us. And not what some other body, some other body, some other person has said or told me to believe. So I would say I'm, I'm biblical in my theology, but if pressed and someone had to know if I was Reformed in my theology, I would say, yes, I'm a Reformed Baptist, and I uh, would politely help them understand that we could still fellowship as believers, because it tends to be one of those things that divide instead of uh, unites brothers and sisters around the world. So here's my thinking. Sometimes we can be too reformed, and I'm not even talking about the cage stage, if you know what I'm talking about, where people get in that cage stage and they have to hit you over the head with the reformed theology or Calvinism or something like that. Uh, I'm not even talking about cage stage. I'm just talking about being so open about being reformed that you're almost flaunting it and making a God out of it. Now, one of the things that I want to see happen in my church is I want to say kind of unreform and not be those staunch reformed guys in the city, right? Um, I, I don't want to have that label because that label turns people off from the very beginning. So I want to have the label of those guys over there preach the gospel. They preach the Bible. They care about the people. They care about the community. Uh, that is a great place to go worship with the saints. That is a great place to visit. I don't want to be known as those uptight, staunch, uh, all they talk about is reformed theology and all this because Let's just face it, Reformed theology is not where everybody lands, and my goal as a pastor is not to reform people. 
right? My goal is to exegete the text. That, that is to go line by line, and if it is topical, I know uh, we haven't done an, an, an episode about topical and expositional preaching per se, but uh, if it is a topical sermon, it's still being, we're, we're taking every single thing that God has said and we're exegeting that passage of Scripture as we're teaching through either a narrative or a gospel or whatever that may be, but my goal as a pastor and your goal as a pastor is to stand and, and explain the text, is preach the text. So our goal is not to stand in pulpits and try to reform people. It's not our goal to get in small groups or Wednesday night study uh, Bible studies and try to reform people. It, it's just simply to proclaim the whole counsel of the God, preach of the God, proclaim the whole counsel of God, preach the whole counsel of God, proclaim the gospel, and make disciples. So Anything outside of that where we try to, quote-unquote, reform our church or reform our community, then I think we've missed the mark, and many times you can be so outspoken and flaunting of your system of theology that could be a a very big deterrent to the people in your community and, and even a deterrent in your own church if you're not careful. One of the things this is this is just I've been what I've been thinking about the last couple of months, and I've never been one to wave the flag of Reformed theology. Anyway, uh, my Facebook may have some things that uh, has been quoted by some reformers. Uh, I have been public about my stance on Reformed theology, and it's some of that that has brought me to where I am today. Is to to where not everybody is the same way. So don't hear me say, well, you're not going to be reformed anymore. No, absolutely not. I'm still going to live by my biblical convictions. However, I don't want my theology, my theological system to be a stumbling block for other brothers and sisters that are not reformed in their theology. I know brothers and sisters all across the country, many of which would not believe or hold to reformed theology, but we still believe on the primary doctrines and we can still fellowship with one another. I know many brothers that are pastors that uh, we agree on 95% of the doctrines of Scripture, but we disagree on the doctrine of election. But I tend to put doctrine of election in a second-tier category. It's not a primary doctrine that we must hold fast to. So we can still fellowship. So I've been thinking lately about this, about Reformed theology becoming a stumbling block, but here's kind of what happened with our church. And I'll just kind of go through this scenario with you, these things that happened. I came to our church at South Carolina Baptist Church, in August of 2017, so a little over three years ago now, I showed up to the church, and I remember going through the process and telling everybody about, you know, how I preach and all that, and I just, I'm just going to preach the Bible, I'm going to preach the Word, uh, that's, that's, all, that's all I know how to do, and um, I had no care to come in and wave a Reformed theology flag, although I was Reformed in my theology for a, a couple of three years before I showed up there, and maybe longer than that, but my goal was to preach Christ, Christ crucified, teach and expound on the Word of God. So uh, I come in and say, everything that I do is going to be from the Word of God. So we uh, had some hiccups, had a church discipline issue that really exposed some things, that really exposed some people's hearts. And uh, man, I love those folks. I know it was a rough go. There were some things that that those folks did wrong. There were some things that I could have done better at that I did wrong as a, as a young pastor. But uh, but God was gracious through it and in his providence that we have gotten through it and where we are now. But uh, that exposed some things and exposed some people's hearts. And there was a couple of guys that that uh, heard that there were some quote-unquote Calvinists that were coming to our church. And uh, 
I thought, oh man, this is not this is not what I wanted to do is come in here and preach Calvin and have to deal with Calvinism. I just wanted to preach the Bible. And up until this point, I had preached the text and we'd come across words like predestination and all of those things. And uh, so it, it never was an issue, but uh, some folks got wind that there were some quote unquote Calvinists in our congregation. And that started a, a spark. And and most people, if you they hear the words reformed theology or Calvinism or election or predestination, they have some preconceived notions of what they think it is, which usually is not what it is. So I had me and some other brothers had several conversations with church members showing them from the scriptures why we believe what we believe. And ultimately, it started just a spark of just, uh, we're trying to be one of those reformer churches, we're trying to be Calvinist, we are Calvinist, this and that, they're going to run this church in the ground, this church is going to hell. Well, through that pain and turmoil, I can remember our church getting down to about uh, a very small number on Sunday morning compared to what it was, and God used, I love to think through this and think about what uh, he says in Genesis, is God used for good what you meant for evil. So these guys were using this as evil against us to say that we're starting one of those reformer churches, we're trying to do this, trying to do that, we're Calvinists, all this stuff. And a lot of the community heard that, and they formulated opinions about our church based on what they were hearing, and 99.9% of what they were hearing was wrong about our church and our theology, but I digress. But in the middle of that, God did some great things, and he sent some uh, wonderful brothers and sisters to our church that would hold to Reformed theology. Now, here's where I've been the last couple of weeks, is, is we have got now a mixture. We've got some folks that would be Reformed in their theology. We've got folks that are like, what is Reformed theology? I don't even understand this stuff. I don't understand Calvinism, but they're learning the Bible, and that's all that matters. So we have got a great mix of people that are really learning who God is, and that's what matters. We learn who God is through his word. So now God has just grown our congregation. He has blessed our church church, and some great things have been happening at our church, but I've been recently thinking about this and, and, and really wanting to step back away from what could potentially be a stumbling block when it comes to Reformed theology. Now, even if you're listening to this, you know there was an episode at one time where I was going to go through the basics of Reformed theology, So, and I'm still Reformed in my theology, but what I'm thinking through is this. Yes, we could be confessional, we could be all out, we could be, we could change our name to South Caraway Reformed Baptist Church, and here we are, we've, we're the Reformed Baptist Church in the area. Now, what, you, what happens there is you kind of limit yourself to one particular group of people. So I don't think in the kingdom, matter of fact, I know in the kingdom of God, there is not going to be a section for all the Reformed Baptists, all the Presbyterians, all the, uh, the, the, the ones that have been, say, all the Arminians. There's not going to be separated spots for all of these different groups in their theological systems. We're all going to be uh, worshiping the Lord, glorified for forever, for eternity, those that have been saved by grace through faith. So I started thinking, it, it, there's tons of people in churches all across the, the world and uh, there's tons of people not in churches all across the world. So many people are actually searching for a church. Many people may have moved to the area. Many people may, uh, for whatever reason, find themselves looking for another church. Sometimes that is for unbiblical reasons. Sometimes it is God-honoring and, and biblical as he moves people under his providential hand. But 
when people are looking, when people are uh, watching the videos on social media, when people are watching what you're posting and trying to get a feel for your church, I don't want to be the church that is waving the flag. We're reformed and we know it and we love it and you're just going to have to deal with it or get away because sometimes that's what comes across when you're just staunch reformed. There are several Reformed Baptist churches that I know do this very well. They're reformed in their theology, but uh, they don't use certain buzzwords in their websites or on their social media posts or anything like this, and they're not constantly talking about the Reformation and the Reformers and Reformed theology. So there has to be some sort of healthy balance that I've been thinking through because I've seen people leave our church because of Reformed theology, specifically the doctrine of election, uh, which I've been able to lay out in in what I feel is a a biblical case, and they were able to uh, say their biblical calls, and and at the end of the day, we've parted separate ways in love, and that door's still open for anyone like that, but that's what I don't want to give the impression of, that we're just a bunch of staunch Calvinists that could care less whether you believe what they believe or not. They're going to believe it, and they're going to flaunt it. And some of you listening may be thinking, is that really a thing? Well, absolutely it is. If you've spent any time around someone that would profess to be a Calvinist, and they've been in that cage stage before, you will know that that is exactly something that can happen as a church as a whole. So, And I know there are some Reformed brothers and sisters that would say, well, why would we want to not tell people? And I'm not saying I don't want to tell people and let them know, but I don't think it is going to be beneficial to the body or to potential members of the body to plant that flag and plant it firmly. In other words, I want to say that I don't want to die on that hill of Reformed theology. I want to die on the primary doctrines hill. That's that's the hill that I want to die on. So I don't want to be a deterrent. I don't want to be a stumbling block. And by God's grace, our church has been growing. Our church has been experiencing great things. But then what's happening from the pulpit is we're pulling it all back through the Bible. We're exegeting the text. We're going through line by line. Everything that we preach is the Word of God. We're not using outside sources. We're not using thoughts, emotions, anything like that. There's nothing involved in our preaching other than the final Word, which is the Word of God and the Scriptures. So, Thinking through this is how do we navigate this? If you have 75, 85% Reformed Baptist in your congregation and you're trying to kind of pull back that, uh, pull back the reins a bit on waving the Reformed theology flag, where's the balance? I said, well, I think the balance is in the Word of God. I think that every time we come across the words predestination, election, every time we see the sovereignty of God in Scripture, which it's everywhere, we don't have to point back to the Reformation. We don't have to point back to the Reformers. We don't have to talk about uh, all of the ins and outs of Reformed theology. We don't even have to say the words Reformed theology. We can say, uh, you, we just exegete the text. I mean, there's times where we can go back to the Reformation and pull things from that. For instance, one of the things that I like to pull from is the five solas. Uh, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, Scripture alone, glory to God alone. So I love to pull from that, and, and you can make mention that, hey, these are some uh, declarative truths that come from the Reformation, but you really don't have to always can just lift up the Reformers and the Reformation as it's on some sort of pedestal. What we need to do is find the healthy balance of being Reformed in our theology with people that aren't Reformed in their theology and just teach the Word of God. 
teaching it, the Word of God is the only way God will ever allow people to see some of these hard doctrines to grasp their mind around and understand. It's not going to come from, well, John Calvin said this, or Martin Luther said this. See, sometimes people that hear that immediately put a wall up because of all the preconceived notions and what people think on the outside about people that are Reformed in their theology. So it would do us well as Reformed brothers and sisters to be gracious to our non-Reformed brothers and sisters, to be less combative with Reformed theology and Calvinism. It's okay to declare a truth, and you don't have to apologize for that truth. I remember early on in my ministry that I would um, say what I believe the Scriptures are teaching and back it up with other Scriptures. That's always a good thing to do is let Scripture interpret Scripture. And then I say, but there's this other view that some hold to, and I would lay it out. Now, there's a time and place to lay that out, but as a pastor, I am supposed to teach my convictions from the Word of God. And I remember uh, this dear, dear saint, she said, if you apologize one more time for what you believe in, or you try to say, well, there's this other view you can believe, you preach your conviction and let God deal with the hearts of the ones that hear it. And I thought that was so profound. And it just let me know to keep preaching the Word of God. Keep just laying the hammer down through the Word. There's no special language outside the Bible that we need. There's no special flags we need to be waving. We need to be waving Jesus. We need to be preaching Jesus. We need to be promoting and proclaiming Christ and Christ crucified. That is the only way people are going to be saved is by hearing the gospel. Many people aren't going to be saved by knowing who John Calvin is or who Martin Luther is. And I don't say that to say that you can't quote these guys or Charles Spurgeon or John MacArthur or uh, Steve Lawson. I mean, you can quote some things that they have said. But that doesn't mean we hammer in, and these are reformers, these guys are reformed in their theology, these guys were Calvinists, these guys are awesome. Because then, you see, we're uplifting and upholding man. Instead, passionately and boldly preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have church members, we have people going through our church membership process, and one of the things I like to say is, I like to, I, like, I don't want to say I stole this from John MacArthur, but I borrowed this from John MacArthur, and we use it in our church is that you don't have to believe what we believe. The only question is, will heaven let you in? And what he means by that, are you a saved? Have you been saved by grace through faith? Have you been baptized? And that's another debate, another topic we could talk through at some other point, the baptism debate that is never ending. But have you been truly redeemed? Have you repented of sin and trusted in Christ and declared him the Lord of your life? That is the mark that we need to know, along with some other primary doctrines. Obviously, you, you should believe that Jesus came uh, from a virgin. You ought to believe that Jesus was not just a good teacher. He was the Son of God. There are other doctrines that go along with the major doctrines, especially when it comes to salvation. But if you have saved by faith, saved by grace through faith, and we believe that, and you believe these primary doctrines, then you can join our fellowship and it's good to talk about in the new members process what you believe. As a matter of fact, our statement of faith, I think, is pretty clear about where we stand theologically, and it wouldn't take long to figure out from somebody that kind of knows Reformed theology to see that, hey, these guys, this church is leaning Reformed or are Reformed in their theology. But it's not so bold and out front that a, a, a church member coming in or a potential church member coming in will look at it and say, oh, man, these guys are Calvinists. We can't be here. Because we want to lay it out in such a way 
that they're able to still join our fellowship. Why? Because we preach truth. We preach the word of God with passion and clarity. We preach and teach Christ and Christ crucified. We do all of these things not because of our theological leaning and because somebody told us to is because God told us through through his word. So we're going to sing the Bible, we're going to sing truth, we're going to pray truth, we're going to we're going to give as an act of worship, we're going to preach the truth, we're going to do all these things from the word of God, not from reformed theology. It just so happens I believe what Charles Spurgeon said that I personally believe that Reformed theology is biblical theology, so I'm going to be able to take you straight through the Bible exactly what I believe and why, and guess what? If you don't agree with me on those secondary and tertiary doctrines, we can still fellowship. You can still join our church. We are not going to shove it down your throat in such a way that you're going to be like, why did I ever join with this fellowship? This is awful. We're never going to be like that. We want to be like John MacArthur says, the only thing that we ask is, will heaven let you in? Are you truly saved? Because a church member should be saved. And our church says a saved, baptized believer. You've been, uh, you've repented of your sin. You've trusted Christ. You've been baptized by immersion. And we ask to give testimony. We hear testimony and talk through that. So uh, that's another topic for another time, talking about church membership there. But uh, our church just doesn't want to be a stumbling block to our community because I can tell you from experience that we've had people that want to come visit our church and somebody in the community says, well, they're Calvinist. And again, not a lot of people know exactly what that means because they've heard uh, bad versions of it. They have been hurt by people that quote unquote profess to be those things. And I reject sinful behavior when you're when you're talking about a system of theology. So I've seen and heard our community talk about not coming to visit here because we're a bunch of dirty old Calvinists, so to speak. And that's the way in the South. I don't know where it is, how it is about your neck of the woods, but in the South, Calvinists are not looked upon as like top-notch people. I'm just going to tell you that. Uh, in the South, Calvinists are basically not even human or barely human, and many of which people would say are going to hell. So, and, and I get that, but it just comes from a, a lack of knowledge. It comes from a lack of understanding. It comes from a, a lack of uh, being able to be uh, sitting down with coffee or lunch and, and being taught why somebody believes what they believe instead of just having these presuppositions of why they believe what they believe and thinking they know what they believe. So we just want to preach the Bible. So what do you guys think about this? What do you guys think about a reform the openly reformed Baptist church? Now, we don't have reformed Baptist in the name. We don't we there have been times where we have put like hashtag reformed Baptist just to kind of let people know that hey, there is a place like this in the area that exists, but people know who we are. Now, I think personally, it's time to restore trust in the community and we restore trust in the community by preaching the word and staying uh staying close to truth, preaching truth and not getting arrogant and not shoving Reformed theology down people's throats, but being open, loving, caring, and, as I've mentioned, preaching the Word of God. So those are just some initial thoughts here on this episode of the podcast. I'd li- I liked, I wanted to get those out, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So if you see this either on Twitter or Facebook or 
if you see, uh, if you hear the the email address, doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, you can respond on the thread, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, even Instagram. If you if you have any thoughts about this, especially if you yourself and your church are, are considered reformed, what do you think about kind of not waving that flag and just preaching the Bible? And when you get to these hard doctrines, just teach them and and not really just cram reformed theology down people's throats, especially to a a world that doesn't really know it or have been burned over by it because they don't know what it means. So please do me a favor, share your thoughts. I'd love to engage in conversation with you. I'd love for it to be beneficial and edifying. Uh, so do that, comment, send send an email, whatever. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And thank you for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of the day, great week. And God bless. God bless.